Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode of The Skin Reel. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. And this week, we have a really great episode for you. I have not only my colleague, but my friend, Dr. Valerie Truong, on to discuss affordable skincare and why it matters and how you can get affordable skincare and not spend an arm and a leg. Dr. Truong is a dermatologist and Mohs surgeon. She is also a self-proclaimed nature enthusiast and outdoorsy type, and she has a passion for helping people protect the skin they're in. And she did her medical training at the University of Oklahoma, and then her Mohs Fellowship at Emory University, which is where I had the pleasure of getting to know her and getting to work closely with her. And she now practices in the home state of Texas at U.S. Dermatology Partners in Dallas. And Dr. Truong and I are peace in a pod when it comes to this, that we really believe that really good skincare can be simple and affordable. And in fact, we strongly believe it should be that way. So I am so excited to have her join me to discuss her tips and tricks for affordable skincare. Dr. Truong, it is really a pleasure to have you on to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Mina. So it's a lot of fun. We worked together years ago. And when you were in Atlanta, and now you are doing some really cool, amazing things in Texas. Yes. So I'm based out of Dallas now. And like you said, I spent a lot of time in my fellowship working with Dr. Mina. She taught me so much. I learned just so much there, but most importantly, just how to have fun at work. And I will always remember my times there. You're sweet. We have a lot of fun. I think we have a great job. We love what we do, which is fortunate. And we really get to make a difference in our patients lives. And I think that just brings so much joy, at least to me. And I know for you as well. Definitely. Let's talk about affordable skincare today. And this is something I am really, really passionate about because I see so much misinformation out there. What are your thoughts on this? So I totally agree with you. I feel
feel like the market is just totally flooded with a new skin trend almost every month. And it becomes so confusing for people in general to know what to buy. And some people will tell me they have 30 bottles of stuff and they ask me what my regimen is. And I tell them I probably use maybe six things and that's me being extra. And they're even more surprised to find out that most of the products I use are from the drugstore, from Costco, from Walmart. And so that's why I felt like it would be a great thing to talk about on your podcast here. Absolutely. I get that same look of shock and surprise when people find out what I do and how basic it is and how I really am spending minimal on my actual skincare products that I use. And and I'm being just very selective and using quality products that are meant for my skin. If I don't have X condition, I don't have rosacea, then I don't need to use this cream, even if people are talking about it all over social media and TikTok and all that. Right. So yeah, I think it's such a great topic to talk about. And the skincare industry, the market out there, it is over a $528 billion oh my gosh. market in the US alone in 2022. Can you believe that? That is insane. It's it's insane. It really is. And then here's another fact that the average consumer spends over $300 a month on their appearance, which when you do the math, that's over $3,700 a year. And over the course of a lifetime is a six-figure number. It's $225,360 on their appearance, on beauty products and maintenance over the years. And that just blows my mind. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And interestingly enough, I don't think that's always necessary. Absolutely. What I like to tell patients is save your money for the things that we know work. A cream is not going to totally reverse all your years of tanning or going to the beach and sun damage. So instead of relying on a $200 bottle of cream to do that, go to the experts, see your dermatologist, and maybe invest in a chemical peel or a laser treatment. Initially, it is going to be more expensive for that one-time service or procedure, but that will save you in the long run by just doing that one simple thing. Right. And there's really no guesswork in it. You know, you're going to get a result out of it and it's going to be something that's expected versus trying all these serums with questionable ingredients in them. They may have good ingredients, but is it absolutely necessary? I don't know. And so I agree. I encourage a lot of people to focus on ingredients that we know actually work for maintenance. But like you said, if you really want to treat yourself and you really want to reverse all those years of damage, I agree with you. A procedure is the way to go. And again, not everyone wants procedures and I get that and you absolutely don't have to do that. But I guess my main point is don't count on these over-the-counter products to totally change your life and basically perform magic. There are things that can really be impactful and make a difference. So instead, save your money for those things if you want, or really save your money and don't spend anything, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Now, what would you say are some essentials for a skincare routine? So I think there should be three essentials for every skincare routine. Everyone's goals are different. 
but everyone should have a cleanser, a moisturizer, and a sunscreen, in my opinion. And that really can be it if you want to really keep it simple. Right. Those are really it. Now, if you want to go and invest more in your skin, you want to work on anti-aging, you can go for some extras. And those are some antioxidant serums that contain vitamin E, vitamin C, a retinol or a retinoid, topical cream to help with fine lines, wrinkles. And then I like to take supplements because I like to be outdoors and it's just an extra security blanket as I'm sweating off my sunscreen during the day. (laughs) That's great. We actually have not talked about supplements for their sunburn and UV protection. What do you take as a supplement? So I take a supplement that has a fern extract called polypodium leucotomos. It helps reduce your risk of sunburn and helps just neutralize the damage that you get from the sun. Um, I also take a supplement that has nicotinamide in it. It's something that you can get from eating stuff and it's something that your cells need to work. And it also helps battle that oxidative stress that you get from the sun. And then for me, I take a vitamin D supplement all the time because I do like to strictly sun protect. As you and I both know, most humans get their vitamin D either from sun exposure or eating fortified foods. And we're indoors a lot and I have darker skin. And so for me, it's really important to make sure that I'm always supplementing my vitamin D supply. And you're doing it in a healthy way, right? You're not going out getting a sunburn to get vitamin D. You are taking a supplement and probably eating a good diet and balanced diet, I imagine. You brought up a good point too, that you have darker skin. And when people have darker skin, they actually have a higher risk of being vitamin D deficient than someone Mm -hmm. with lighter skin because it's harder for that with all the melanin in the skin. So that's a good point that if you do have darker skin, you may want to get checked to see if you are vitamin D deficient and if you are to supplement like you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's more common than you think. I think as a whole, the population just spends less time outdoors. And yes, darker skin, absolutely necessary. Those are all really great tips, uh, Dr. Truong. And I couldn't agree more with your simple skincare routine. I do the exact same thing as you. I actually really don't even use serums because I just don't like the feel of stuff on my skin. So I (laughs) keep it minimal. I actually just take a multivitamin. So I don't take a vitamin D supplement in addition, but I have a lighter skin tone than you. And I live in a very sunny climate. So I am getting more sun than even I realize, um, (laughs) which is why I wear sunscreen too. And I just want to let listeners know, and I know you'll agree with me, right? That even when you are doing all these things, like taking the supplements, you can't think that that's just a magic pill that's going to let you go out and get a tan or get sunburn. It's not a replacement for sun protection and sunscreen. It's just an additional added extra layer layer of protection, if you will, right? Absolutely. Like I said, for me, it's more of a security blanket. I think another thing that most people are not aware of is that if you put on sunscreen, you have to put on enough. You can't just put a little dollop and spread it all over your face. You have to put an adequate amount to really get the amount of coverage that you want. And throughout the day, it just doesn't stay on until you wash it off. Some of those particles rub off throughout the day. If you're sweating or you wipe your face, it's coming off. So reapplying sunscreen is very, very important. And in some situations when you're outdoors, say at a concert or you're hiking or even surfing, when you're like wiping your face constantly, the sunscreen is just going to be off of your face. So it's just kind of an extra security blanket. 
I think people underestimate how much does wipe off and, and come off or they overestimate how much they put on too. You really actually need to put a good amount on at least a teaspoon for your face or some people will say two fingers and uh, for your body, a whole shot glass, one ounce for your whole body. So most people, and I'm probably in that group too, are not applying as much or as thickly as we should, because again, you don't want that sort of caked on heavy feeling. So that's a great point to really reapply because I know people forget that very easily. I know I do too. Absolutely. Along the same lines, another thing that I hear commonly is people who use the sprays. And those are great, but you know, you have to think these particles are misting in the air. So you're not really getting the same amount of coverage with a single spray. So I've heard the rule of thumb, you should probably spray three times to get the same amount of coverage you would if you were to rub something on your skin. I'm sure you've seen this at the beach, you see people or at the pool with their spray sunscreen, they're spraying it. And I just see this cloud of sunscreen not hitting the person and just blowing off in the wind. So (laughs) so spray sunscreen is good for covering large areas, but you need to A, rub it and make sure you're getting adequate coverage. Don't just sort of spray into the wind or spray into your face or your body and hope it lands. So actually rub it in too. (laughs) That's a great point. We've talked about a few add-ons for people. I realize not everyone wants to be as maybe simplistic as I am and want to add a few extras on. And we've talked about maybe taking a supplement for when you're outside to sort of protect against the free radicals and that UV damage and maybe adding some serums. Can you speak a little bit more about the serums? I know vitamin C is a really big one. Yes. So I like to use a vitamin C serum. I like to use one that has vitamin E as well. To me, this is another added protective layer so that whenever oxidative stress happens, you know, as your skin comes in contact with chemicals in the environment or the sun, you just have something that helps protect you a little bit by neutralizing that damage. So that's something that I like to put on in the morning. I actually like to put it on first thing after I wash my face and then I follow it up with a moisturizer and then I put my sunscreen on top. Great advice and make sure you put the serum on first, right? Mm -hmm. And it's great for people who have maybe some, their skin tone is maybe a little uneven. They might have some brown spots or some sun damage. So Also, vitamin C is really good at brightening the skin and making it glow, if you will. So that is a really popular one. And yes, it's dermatologist approved. You do have to be careful about which ones you buy. They can be fairly unstable. So you want to make sure you're getting it in a dark colored jar or packaging so that it's not exposed to the light. So you do want to make sure you're picking a good product. But again, it doesn't have to cost you hundreds of dollars, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can buy them at any drugstore. Let's talk a little bit more about vitamin A, the retinols and retinoids. I'm a big fan of this for the evening and I definitely use this and I recommend it to a lot of my patients. Anything to be on the lookout for or to be aware of with these products? Yes, absolutely. So I agree. I've been using them for over 10 years and I really think that's made a huge difference in my skin tone compared to I'm looking at, you know, my friends who didn't go through dermatology training. But I feel like vitamin A's and retinols and retinoids, they can be really harsh and irritating. So a lot of people will try them and 
hate them because it caused them to break out into a rash. So my tip would be to start low and apply a little bit and then just go up. Vitamin A derivatives like retinols and retinoids as you know, they're really good for stimulating collagen growth and helping with skin turnover. And it just helps reduce fine lines and wrinkles over time. For me, I have hormonal acne. And so that's another added benefit. It is an acne medicine as well. As you said, most of them you should use at night because they are not light stable. But there is actually an over-the-counter retinoid called adapalene that you can buy at Walmart, Target, and you can actually wear that in the daytime as well. That's great option. And it's great if you have acne, like you mentioned, it's wonderful for unclogging those pores, those comedones. And I joke that, you know, we put people on it for acne when they're teenagers, and then we just tell them to continue on it uh, for really the rest of their life, (laughs) unless you're pregnant, right? And (laughs) yes, and then stop it. But it really is one of those creams you can use for the remainder of your life. And it really is beneficial, impactful. We have it compounded in our office and it's $65, I think. And that little tube is going to last someone months and months and months and months. So I really think it's a high bang for your buck and definitely worthwhile to incorporate into your routine. But like you said, it it does take a little trial and error. You have to start low, start slow. Don't overdo it because it will dry your skin. I don't even use it every night because of that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Do you use it every night? I do. I was very aggressive when I was in medical school and residency. I really climbed the ladder because there are different kinds of different strengths. And so, yeah, I went through a few years and months where I maybe went a little too far. And now I'm at a point where I can use it every night. Vanity is a crazy thing, you know? I experienced a similar thing, but I'll just say, Dr. Trung, I think I'm a little bit older than you. And uh, yeah, my my skin is is uh, getting a little bit drier. But the point is, it's okay if you don't use it every single night, as long as you're using it a few nights a week, a couple nights or more nights than not. Again, don't stress if you're not using it every night. It's okay. It's still working. But just remember all these products that we're talking about, again, these will all help you have beautiful skin and stay youthful and anti-aging and all that, but it can't reverse really bad habits like tanning and getting sunburns, using tanning beds and a really poor diet. So you have to do this in combination with these other healthy habits that we talk about. Absolutely. Healthy lifestyle, I think it helps with healthy skin as well. I'll also just mention, we're talking about sort of some simple skincare tips for listeners, but I would also just encourage people that we're just talking about people with just sort of routine skin. You may have specific skincare needs that would be better addressed with other products. So you may have rosacea. So you would want to talk to your dermatologist about possibly a cream that would be more beneficial for you to help combat your rosacea, or you may Mm -hmm. have eczema and you need some other products. So again, that is why getting a dermatologist on board with you and getting their guidance and advice can be really helpful because you may not have just run-of-the-mill skin. You may have some other particular skin issues that need to be addressed and you want to make sure you're using the right products for that. 
Absolutely. It's a lot more cost effective to go to a dermatologist who can help you effectively treat your disease or your skin condition rather than trying a bunch of products that you saw trending on the internet. Like uh, slugging, you know, there are some people, I think slugging's great. If you have really dry skin, you have eczema, yes, go for it, slug away. But if you have acne, you're not going to want to do that. You're going to make your acne much, much worse. So just because one thing might work for one person, person or your friend or some beautiful celebrity doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing for you to do. We have sort of talked about how a lot of the products you and I get are just at your local drugstore. However, I know a lot of people are buying really expensive products and they are maybe going to Sephora or Ulta or even department stores and all that. Why is there such a difference in the price of some of these products and does it matter? Well, you know, in my experience, experience, higher cost does not always necessarily mean higher quality. A lot of the times I feel like the ingredients, the active ingredients and the effective ingredients that we spoke about can be found with your drugstore brands. And so I am not a marketer. I don't really work in retail, but what I can see is different is the branding that's around it. They may be selling something that goes like the packaging is nice and it makes you feel good or there are good scents and smells. And so it doesn't always necessarily mean that the product is better, but I think there are just a lot of things that go into the price. And from what I can see, and as you and I spoke about, we use a lot of products that we find over the counter and at the drugstore. Um, So I think the important thing is just to focus on the effective ingredients and to make sure that what you're using is appropriate for your skin. I couldn't have said it better. What I would encourage you to do is actually pick up that bottle, that product, or look for the active ingredient. And you will likely find that the active ingredient in those very expensive products is the exact same as what you get at the drugstore. And I'm not saying cheap is the way to go. The drugstore brands that we use and recommend are actually from well-regarded companies that do a lot of research into these products and into safety and developing these. These are big, big companies. I'm not sponsored by Neutrogena, Avino, Aquaphor, those companies, but these are not just cheap, no-name companies. These are companies with a lot of money spent on research and development. And so I do feel good recommending them and to my patients. And it's also at a price point that works for a lot of people's budgets. And I know there are some really nice, more high-end products out there. You know, we see these at our dermatology conferences and have tried them out and things like that. And what I'll tell people is, look, if you like it and it doesn't hurt your wallet, then use it. Absolutely. Please don't think that you have to do that. And don't think that it's really doing anything better than the low cost option. It's just comes with, like you said, better branding, better packaging. And if you like how it feels and it's not hurting your wallet, then go for it. Go for it. Yes. And this is interesting too. My mom, she actually works in luxury skincare. And so she will bring home these little pods and they're gorgeous little pods. And there's probably two dollops of cream inside. And she tells me that the price point, it's $200 for this moisturizer. And I'm thinking it's probably going to last 10 days at most. And when you look at the package, you flip over the package, there really is no ingredient that's better than 
like you said, products from those reputable and well-researched brands that we can find at the drugstore. I love that your mom works in luxury skincare. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she does. She does. She has many serums. I bet her skincare routine is more complicated than yours. Absolutely. It definitely is. Multiple steps, multiple steps. Yes. And I know a lot of people really enjoy trying out products and it's fun for them. They love going to Sephora, seeing what's new and all that. Not everyone's going to be as simplistic as we are, but I think it's important that we let people know that it really isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. If you're having fun, you enjoy it and it's not hurting you your skin, you can go for it. We're not trying to take all the fun out of the world, <laughs> but it really doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think sometimes that overwhelms. I don't think, I know it overwhelms people. And right. I also see the patients come in frustrated that they ask me my advice on skincare and I tell them these simple things. And then they look at me frustrated. Like I just spent $500 on this whole skincare line. And basically I'm telling them spend 15. You know? Definitely. <laughs> I just don't want people frustrated frustrated because I think you will be disappointed if you spend that kind of money and aren't really seeing the results you think you're going to see. Right. Since people are spending so much on their appearance, and I don't think that's going to change, right? We are a very appearance-focused society, especially mm -hmm. now everything is social media and virtual. And as people are living longer and also living healthier, appearance is important and we all want to look good. So what are some ways that we can can save on skincare products without taking all the fun out of it. Definitely. So once again, I think the main take-home point is to make sure that you're buying products with effective ingredients. So like you said, you can get fancy with whatever you like. If you feel happy when you put it on, there's nothing wrong with that. But just focusing on key ingredients that actually work, I think is the major key. So those are the retinols, retinoids, vitamin C, and then just finding a good cleanser and moisturizer that you like. I see a lot of my friends spending money on things that I don't think necessarily work. I don't know if you've seen it, but I saw collagen creams trending at some point. And the truth is, I don't think collagen molecules can even penetrate your skin. So you're just putting it on top. So that's a pitfall. Another one that I see a lot is toner. Toner is very popular and it's almost like dogma in a skincare regimen when really I don't think it's absolutely necessary. It can really strip away a lot of oils that you need for your skin to maintain a good barrier. So just sticking to the ingredients that are effective and actually matter. Right. And are appropriate for your skin. Definitely. Again, what your friend uses may not be what you need and may actually actually worsen your skincare issue. And yes, the toners, I was a kid of the 90s. I, what was that toner called? Like sea, bring, sea spring or, or was something? Was it sea breeze? Do it was like that about? blue stuff. Sea breeze. Yes. And it burned your skin as yes. you used it. Oh yeah. I, I use that. I thought if I just dry my skin out, my acne will get better and it will go away. And spoiler alert, it did not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so again, just because you heard someone use it or you saw someone on social media, find out their credentials. Do they really know what they're talking about? And your best bet really is going to be seeing a dermatologist who can really help you address your specific skincare needs and what would be most impactful for your skin. I 
love that we have dermatologists like you out there sharing the word that people do not need to be spending hundreds of dollars a month on these products and really just focus on the things we know work. What are some of the fun in-office procedures you like to do? Because you can go different ways, right? You can be really simplistic with everything, but I am just simplistic my actual skincare products. I actually really enjoy doing in-office procedures and I'm not high about sharing what I do because I'm excited that we have so many great and fun things that can work. So can you share with the listeners what are some of the fun things you like to do? Yes. And when you say I like to do, you mean me actually performing them or me for myself? Well, both, but I'm talking about things that I do to keep my skin healthy. Like you were saying some of your friends apply collagen topically. And what I would say is don't waste your time and money on that. We actually can help you boost your collagen with procedures like biostimulants, like Sculptra and Radiesse. So you see your dermatologist and actually get a injection with something that truly scientifically is proven to increase your collagen, right? Yes, for sure. So for me, I love Botox. I also love fillers, just like you talked about. And I think a common misconception, because in the media and in celebrities, we see really exaggerated injectables, really big lips, really big cheeks. I think it scares a lot of people. And I think it's surprising for a lot of people to know that people like you and I have filler in our faces, maybe, you know, right. And so it can be naturally done. And it can just be a simple process to where people can't even really tell. But over time, you just look like you don't age. Yeah. So that's something that I like. And I'm sorry, did I put you on blast for filler? No, 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 no. I I kind (laughs) of did my myself. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And again, not everyone wants to do neuromodulators and fillers, but if instead of spending hundreds of dollars on these creams or a cream to boost your collagen, come in and see your dermatologist and actually get a treatment that really will boost your collagen, right? Yes, absolutely. And one that you mentioned earlier that I really like as well as chemical peels. Once again, very important to see an expert, someone who knows what they're doing, because something that will work really well for your skin is not going to work well for my skin. Right. You can end up with really bad scarring and hyperpigmentation especially if you have darker skin. So make sure you go to someone who has a depth of knowledge of how different skin tones react to different depth peels and types of peels. Great advice. And you can be simple with your skincare routine and products, but still embrace anti-aging procedures and still look great. We're not saying you have to just age completely naturally, right? We're just saying spend your money, your effort, your time on the things we know work if that's your goal, right? Yes. Well, Dr. Trung, this has been a lot of fun. It's been great catching up with you and uh, sharing with the listeners all this great advice. Where can our listeners find you if they want to follow you and reach out? Sure. So my social media handle is at Valerie Trung. You can find me on Instagram. That's awesome. Well, I will include that in the show notes so everyone can find you and we will talk to everyone next week. Thanks so much, Dr. Trung. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends. Skin Reel.